Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Today's Amid is Daf Yutes Amid Beis. We'll begin on the bottom of Yutes Amid Aleph, four lines from the bottom. The Gemara had brought yesterday, in yesterday's Amud, the Gemara had brought a Mishnah in Mesech the Idias about Tumah and Tahara. Today's Gemara brings in another Mishnah in Mesech the Idias also about Tumah and Tahara. Tanan Hosom, we learned over there in the Mishnah in Mesech the Idias, Al-Machat Shanimtseis Bebasar, about a machat, a needle, that was found in a piece of meat. They were cutting meat of hektish, and they found a needle in it. And apparently there's some doubt about the tahara of this machat, exactly what the tumah is and why we're chayshish in this mishnah for tumah of this machat, the Gemara will talk about later. For now, let's just trust the flow of the, the Mishnah and the Gemara that there was a chashash of Tumah on this machat that was nimtzes, that was found in the meat of a carbon that was being cut. And the shaila is what the halacha is on the knife, what the halacha is on the hands of the kayin, and what the halacha is on the meat itself. And the Mishnah says, Shehasakin v'hayodayim tahirais, the knife and the hands are tahar, v'habasar tameh. But the meat is tameh. Nimtzeis beperesh, if it's found in the waist of the animal, hakal tahar, it's completely tahar. Omar Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva said, Rabbi Akiva made a comment about this Mishnah. Zachinu, we were zaycha, we had the good fortune She'ein tumas yodayim b'mikdash, that there's no tumah of yodayim in the mikdash. Although Chazal were goyzer on yodayim, although it would have made sense to say that the hands of the kayin are, are tameh, and this could have caused all kinds of kilkulim in the Beis HaMikdash to find out that the hands of the kayin were tameh, but because Tomas Yodayim is something that's a Dinder Abanon, we have the good fortune that Chazal were not Geyser on Yodayim in the Beis HaMikdash. We'll turn to Daf Yotezom at Beis, where the Gemara asks Akasha, Frekdi Gemara, you were Metahir two things in this Mishnah. You were Metahir hands, and you were Metahir the knife. So why don't you say two uh, wonderful things about the dinim of the Beis HaMikdash? The name, and let us say, She'ein Tumas Yodayim V'Kelim B'Mikdash. Let's say that there's no Tuma on the hands, and there's no Tuma of Kalim in the Beis HaMikdash. Why did you leave out the fact that they weren't geyser on Kalim in the Beis HaMikdash? Now at this point in the Gemara, it seems that the Gemara was assuming that the knife came in contact with mashkin, that it came in contact with liquids, which we know can cause tumma to kalim. So in the process of, of, of shechting and cutting up an animal, it could lead to contact with, uh, with mashkin. So, so we're assuming that, that there would have been Tumah here, except that they weren't Geyser, the Tumah's Mashkin on 
Kalim, the Xerah does not exist by the Beis HaMikdash. And the Gemara wants to know why Rabbi Akiva didn't comment on how important it was that they didn't make the Takana on Kalim in the Beis HaMikdash. Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Rav, Vi'itema Rabbi Yosi Bereb Chanina. Rabbi Yehuda answered in the name of Rav, and some say Rabbi Yosi Bereb Chanina gave this teretz. Yodayim koidem gzeras kelim nishnu. The gzeira on Yodayim was learned, was said before the gzeira on kelim. So the, what Rabbi Akiva was commenting on was on such a time that there was a gzera of Yodayim, but there was not yet a gzera of Kalim. And Memelo, they were, there was no reason to say that there was Zachinu, that there's no Tumah on Kalim in the Beis Hamikdash, because it was before there was ever a gzera on Tumah in the Beis Hamikdash. Frekti Gemara, Omar Rava, Vehatarvaihu Boy Bayoim Gozru. But they were geyser, um, both gzeris the same day. You can't tell me that we're talking about such a time that was after the gzeira on Yodayim and before the gzeira on Kalim, because both gzeris were the same day. There was a fateful day that we know in the attic of Hananiah ben Chizkiah. Hananiah ben Chizkiah was a great tzaddik and chacham that was involved himself in a project for which he locked himself up in a aliyah. And the Chachamim of the Dor used to visit him. And there was one time that there was such a, a large group of Chachamim there that they were kaiveya various halachas and hilchas toma including the gzeira of Yodayim v'kelim, the Tanan, as it says in the Mishnah, in Misech Shabbos, has sefer, when uh, a, the, uh, a sefer, any svarim, the hayodayim and hands, the hatvulyoim, and someone who's a tvulyoim that went to the mikvah and is waiting for harav shemesh, the ha'oichlim and food, the hakelim and vessels, shenitma ube mashkin, that became tabe because of contact with mashkin. So you see that the Yodayim and Kalim were included all in that Gzeira, in the list of things that were Nigzar on that day in the Aliyah of Hananiah ben Chizkiah. Now, just to point out, when it says Sefer that Sfarim were Tameh, they, they were Geyser Tumah on Sfarim because what happened was that people used to be in the habit of keeping their Sfarim and their Truma together, I guess because both of them have a Kedusha, so they wanted to keep their Sfarim in the same place that they kept their Truma food, but sometimes if there was an infestation, if mice got into the food, they would cause damage to the Sfarim, so Chazal wanted to make sure that we kept Sfarim away from the food, so they were Geyser Tuma on the Sfarim, Yodayim is the Tumah on the hands. Tvulyayim, the Gemara in Shabbos says, needs to be erased from this Mishnah because the Tumah of Tvulyayim is a Tumah de Eraisa. It's not a Tarkanas Chachamim. But in any event, you see that the Gzeira of Yodayim and the Gzeira of Kalim were at the same time. Elo Omar Rava, so rather Rava said that no, the reason why Rabbi Akiva didn't mention the Tumah of the Sakin is because there is no Chashash on the Sakin. The Sakin, there's no reason why it should be Tameh. 
Hanach l'tumasaken, leave the tumasaken alone. Da afilu b'chule nami loy metame, even by chule, and even if it wasn't in the base of mikdash, it wouldn't be misa, it wouldn't be metame. And Taisvis points out over here, because Ravas assumed that there was no mashkin here that, that, that touched the saken, and therefore there is no tumma of mashkin, of kalim shenitma ube mashkin. The saken was cutting meat, and it did not come in contact with mashkin. And Rava continues, hai saken denoga bimai. What are you afraid that the saken touched? If you say that it touched the basar, that it touched the meat of the carbon, if you say it was noga, that it touched the meat, that's not a chashash. Food is not metame kalim. So you don't have to worry about the tumah of the saken because of the meat. Rather, you're afraid that the saken touched the machat. One keli cannot be metame, another kli. So leave the saken alone. The reason Rabbi Akiva didn't mention the saken is because there's no worry about the tumah of the saken. Okay, that's the end of the first chilek of this Gemara. And now the Gemara goes back and says, what was the chashash about this needle to begin with? What are we worried about? What was going on here? As we mentioned in the beginning, that we need to understand what this chashash is. Hi machat my avidete. What happened to this machat? What's the story behind the needle? Inema sofik machat. If you'll tell me it's just a needle that we don't know if it's tame or tahar, so why would that be a problem? The Ho'itma, Rebbe Lezer, We have a memra from Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Yaisi Berebchanina. Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Yaisi Berebchanina taught us two halachas in Hilchas Toma, Neigea to the city of Yerushalayim. Chad Omar once said, Lo'igazru al-Safik ha-Roikin Yerushalayim. One said, occasionally somebody might be walking down a street in Yerushalayim and realize that he stepped in or touched uh, saliva, and he would worry that perhaps that saliva that came out of the mouth of someone that was tame. So they taught that there was no gzera on Suffolk Reich in Yerushalayim. The Chadomer and one said, and this is more relevant to our Gemara, the Chadomer and one said, that they weren't geyser. If you see a keli on the floor, let's let's say a spoon. You found a spoon on the floor on a street of Yerushalayim. We're not geyser. So then in our machat in the Beis Hamikdash, what's the problem? Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav that what happened is as follows. You had a yid that was Tomei Meis. He lost a machat. And then when they were cutting up the animal, they found a machat vehekiro bebasar, and he recognized it in the basar that that's my machat that I lost when I was Tomei Meis. So that's why there's a big chashash with the machat. The machat was, was, was a machat that had come in contact with the Tomei Meis. So that's why we're worried about the Tumah, and we say that the Basar is Tameh, but the Sakin and the Yodayim of the Kayin are Tahirim. That's one Teretz, that's Rabbi Yehuda Omar Rav's Teretz. Rabbi Yaisi Barabavin Omar, Rabbi Yaisi Barabavin answered that this was actually a Machat that's a Suffolk, 
And we know that when you have kalim, that's a suffix tumma, suffix tahara, you have to be chayshish for tumma. But the only time they were not geyser, as we said, was in the city of Yerushalayim. But this machat came from outside the city. Listen to this interesting case. The cow was muzzled. And therefore, and it came from outside Yerushalayim. So that means that we know for sure that this machat came from outside the city because the cow was muzzled from the moment it entered Yerushalayim until it was brought to the base Amikdash to be shechted. So Memela, we give it the dinam of Kalim from outside of Yerushalayim, and that's why it's problematic, and that's why it's metame the basar. Now the Gemara wants to chazer and clarify these two dinim from Rebbe Lezer and Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Gufa, we learned a halacha, Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chanina. A halacha from Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chanina. Chad Omar loy gozru al safik haroikin shebi Yerushalayim. One said that they were not gozer about saliva, about, wi- about which there's a suffolk in the city of Yerushalayim. The chad Omar loy gozru al safik hakelim shebi Yerushalayim. And one said they weren't geyser about kalim, about which there's a suffolk in Yerushalayim. Frekti Gemara, I don't understand why you needed Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yisib Rabbi Chanina. Reikin Tanina, kalim Tanina. The din of Reik is already a Mishnah, and the din of kalim is already a Mishnah. Reikin Tanina, the din of Reik is already a Mishnah. It's a Mishnah Mesech Tushkalim. The Tanan, as it says in the Mishnah, Kol Haroikin Hanimtsoim Birushalayim Tahirin. All Roik, all saliva that's found in Yerushalayim is Tahar. Even though you don't know who it came from, but you do not have to be concerned that it came from the mouth of someone who's Tameh. Chutz Michel Shukha Elyon, with the exception of the Shukha Elyon, the Shukha Elyon, the upper marketplace, was a place that was known that Tmein, people that were Tame, would congregate there on purpose in order to segregate themselves from the rest of the city so that Tuma shouldn't spread through the city. So there, of course, on the Reich there, you would have to be concerned that it came from someone Tameh. There was a high concentration of Tameh people there, but in the rest of Yerushalayim, you didn't have to be concerned. So why do we need a new Memra now telling me that there's no Gzeira on Reich in Yerushalayim? So the Gemara says, no, the purpose of this Memra is to add a level of Chiddush to what the Mishnah said. Leitzricha, no, you need this extra memra. Afal gavde is chazek zav, even though there's a chazaka of a zav. In other words, if there's a street in Yerushalayim and I found my spoon on the floor of this street in Yerushalayim and I know for a fact that a zav had walked down the street, and if the reik that I found, and if the reik that I found came from a uh, came from the Zav, so then the Kaili that would be touching that Reich, or my, I myself, if I touched the Reich, would become Tameh. But even so, because I, unless I would know it came from the Zav, just from the fact that I know that a person who was a Zav, we know that we walk down this street, that's not enough to create Tameh because of that Reich. 
So Afal Gavde is Chazek Zov, even if there's a Chazaka of a Zov. Now we go back, Kalim Tanina. We said that the case of Kalim, the Chiddush of Kalim, that there was no Gzeira on Kalim, that that's a Mishnah. Which Mishnah is that? Zokti Gemara de Tanan, as it says in a Mishnah, Kol HaKalim HaNimtsoim BiRushalayim. All kalim that are found in Yerushalayim, derech yerida lebeisat in the path down to the mikvah, tmeim. All kalim that are found on the path down to the mikvah are tmeim. They used to have a path to the mikvah and a path from the mikvah. Of course, they wouldn't want too much contact between the people going to the mikvah and the people coming out of the mikvah, away from the mikvah. But if kalim are found on the floor, on the path to the mikvah, you have to assume that these are kalim that were supposed to wind up in the mikvah and they got dropped along the way, so they're tameh. But we could extrapolate, we can understand from this Mishnah that dafka kalim that I find on the path down to the mikvah are tameh. But any other kalim that are found around the city are tar. So why do you need a new halacha telling me that there's no gzera on kalim in Yerushalayim? I can infer it from this Mishnah that says that kalim found on the way down to the mikvah are tame. But that means that anywhere else in the city, they're tar. Zakti Gemara Uletai Meich, according to you, Ema Seifa. Let's see what the Sefer says. The Sefer says, Derech Aliyah Tahirin. The Sefer says that any Kalim that are found on the way out of the mikvah are Tahar. Now one second. If you were Medayik from the fact that we said any Kalim found going down to the mikvah are Tameh, that the Kalim on the rest of the streets of the city are Tahar, so you should make the opposite diak when you're reading the end of the Mishnah. And you should say that only the kalim that are found on the way out of the mikvah are tahar. Well, that's because this is an area of tahar kalim. But kalim that are found in the rest of the city, maybe they are tummy. So, so the, that means that the truth is that the halacha of what's going on in the rest of the city is not clear from this Mishnah, and that's why we need a memra that's, that, that, that clarifies it. Ella, rather, this is the clarification. Reisha davka v'seifa lav davka. The reisha of the Mishnah that says that that the kalim that, that are found on the way into the mikvah are tameh, but the rest of the city is tahar, we were medayek, that's dafka. And that's what stands, that's what we learn, that kalim that are found in the rest of the city are tahar. The seifa lav dafka, the end of the Mishnah, the inference is lav dafka, the inference that just the kalim that come out of the mikvah are tahar, but the kalim that uh, uh, in the rest of the city would be Tameh, that is, no, that's not, there's no such diak, that's Lav Dafka. So what is the Limud from the Sefer? So the Gemara says, It's coming to exclude Gziyasa. What does that mean? What that means is that the Gziyasa are little alleyways that are around the mikvah, 
that it's possible that this, that they were used to go down to the mikvah. It's possible that they were used to come out of the mikvah. And over there, because it's possible that there were kalim that were on their way to the mikvah that dropped, so therefore it doesn't have the tahara that the rest of the city has. And over there, you do have to be concerned with tumah. But that's the point of the halacha that was said, that Kalim and the rest of the city are tahar to clarify how to be medayik from this Mishnah, that the real diuk is only from the ratio of the Mishnah, that Kalim going down to the mikvah found going down to the mikvah are tameh, but Kalim found anywhere else in the city are tahar. Okay. So now the Gemara wants to go back to a teretz that we mentioned earlier, where we, when we were discussing the origin of the Tumah, or the possible Tumah, of this Machat, so one Teretz that we said was that a Tumah Mace lost the Machat. That, that case, a Tumah Mace lost the Machat, is very troublesome. Zakti Gemara Ula Rav de Omar Kegoinsha of the Loi Machat. Tomei according to Rav, who said earlier that we were talking about a case that a person who was Tomei Mace lost a machat, vehikira bebosar, and he later recognized it in the basar. One second. We learned the halacha early, early in this sugya that metal has a special halacha in Hilchas Tumah when we're talking about Tomas Mace. When the Tumah that we're dealing with originates with a mace, there's a special Gzairus HaKasov that's learned from the Pasuk of Bachalal Cherev that tells us that a Cherev is like a dead body. What does that mean? Cherev Harehu Kechalal. Meaning that although usually when something touches something Tameh, it becomes Tameh but on a lower level, so something touches an av is a risha, and something touches a risha, and it's a sheni, and so on. But if a piece of metal, if a cherev touches something in the process of Tomas mace, it maintains the madrega. So if a sword touches a mace, it's an avi avaisatuma. If a piece of metal touches an av, who became tame from a mace? It's an av, and so on. So if that's true, so this tame mace, lost the machat, the machat is an avhatuma. If the machat is an avhatuma, so that should be metame the kalim as well. Zakti Gemara, Frakti Gemara, Kivan de Omar Mar, since the Tana says, Bachalal Cherev, that we learn from the Pasuk of Chalal Cherev, that Cherev, Harei Hu Kechalal, that Cherev is like a dead body, so Adam Vekalim Namili Tamei. So that means that this machat is on a madrega of an avhatuma. So both the kayin and the sakin should become tamay. Should be we we should worry about its tuma. Oma Ravashi Ravashi says no. Zaisai Meras. This teaches us we see from here a chiddush. Azara Rishus Harabim He. We see from here that the Azara of the Beis Hamikdash is has a din of a Rishus Harabim regarding Hilchas Tumah and Tahara. We don't mean regarding other things like Hilchas Shabbos, but regarding Hilchas Tumah and Tahara, it's considered a public area. 
Now, there's a rule in Tumah and Tahara that's very important to know that we learn from the Psukim by Saita. Then that, and that rule is that if you have a suffix of Tumah, and that suffix is in a Rishus Hayachid, in a private place, you have to assume Tumah. And suffix Tumah is Tameh. But if you have a suffix tumma and that tumma is discovered in a public place, so then that tumma is tahar. So if we consider the azara to be a rishus harabim, so the meat that the machat was found in is certainly tameh, because we see that the machat is touching the meat. But the kayan and the knife, who are unsure if they came in contact with the machat, can assume that they did not. Because the Azara is considered a Rishus Harabim, they have a Suffolk Tumma Rishus Harabim, it's a Suffolk Tumma in Rishus Harabim. The whole Suffolk Tumma Rishus Harabim and any Suffolk Tumma in Rishus Harabim, Sveikoi Tahar, the Suffolk is Tahar. Frakti Gemara. The way you're saying it makes it sound like if it would, if we considered the Azara a Rishus Hayachid, it would be Tameh. Ha, Rishus Hayachid. If it was a Rishus Hayachid, Sveikai Tameh. So then the suffix would be Tameh. Hold on a second. There's a din in Hilch that we learn from Saita that this that we differentiate between Rishus Haravim and Rishus Hayachid, that's only when we're talking about a person like a Saita. A person that's called Yeshboi Das Lisha, that he has Das to ask him if he's Tame or Tahar, and he doesn't know. But objects that don't have Das to ask if they're Tame or Tahar, so there we always assume that Suffolk Tuma is Tahar. So Frakti Gemara, Michti, let's see. Hai Macha Tavar Sheimboi Das Lish Oil. And the way the Rishayim explain it. The things that were touched by this machat are a dover she'em by das lishol. Namely, we're not talking about the koyin, he's a yesh by das lishol, but the knife. The knife is dover she'em by das lishol. The chol dover she'em by das lishol, and if it doesn't have das to ask, bein birshus harabim, whether it's in rishus harabim, bein birshus hayachid, whether it's in rishus hayachid, sveikoi tahar. It's sveikoi tahar. So the Gemara says, no. This that we say that if it's aim by das lishal sveikoi tahar, that's only if it didn't come about through a person. Zakti Gemara, mishum dahavi suffik tuma haboa bidei adam. This is a suffik tuma that we're, we don't know if the knife that was held by an adam became tame. In the process of being held by the Adam, being used by the Adam. A suffix tuma that comes from a person, and we're heading on to Chafamir Aleph, Nishalim Aleha. You have to be, you have to consider it Tamei. Afilu Bikli, Hamunach Al Gabi Karka, even if you're talking about a kli that right now is placed on the ground, afal pikein, kedavar sheyesh boidas lishal, it has a din, as if it's a yesh boidas lishal, and therefore, and therefore, it's only tahar in rishos harabim, and not in rishos hayachir, and be'ezer Hashem, next time we'll learn, dafchof amur aleph.
You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daf in shas, including Mara McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.